Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Who messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast for tonight. We're talking NWA from Saturday night, May the 23rd, 1987. If you thought last week's show was good, just wait to see what we have in store tonight. That said, I'm sitting here with Doc and Harper. We're cutting a back-to-back today. It's insane. We got to get two done. So, Doc, I'm exhausted, but how are you? Well, I'm tired, but when you're a championship athlete and a, and a world award-winning podcaster, you always have a second gear you can go to. So I'm sure Harper and I'll be fine. Speaking of why we're here for the two episodes tonight, did I, I'm assuming that uh, you and Sasha got the gift that uh, Harper and I sent over for uh, all your hard work on BTT this past couple of years. Harper, how you doing, man? No, no, I'm don't doing, go to him. Whoa. No, no, don't go to him yet. We got to talk about this. We got, we, for everybody who doesn't know, you'll already be back by the time they hear this, but we booked you a cruise on the Soul Cruise, a cruise yeah. just for African American urbanites, for black people. Right. So Paul, how you doing, man? I'm <laughs> doing great. I guess uh, Bob Cottle's going to be at WrestleCade. Really? You gonna talk to him? Yeah, I mean they got a picture of him like he is now. <laughs> what does here. that mean? I mean, I'm just saying. How's that different than 20 years ago? <laughs> Lost his hair. <laughs> oh, Bob yeah. Cottle looks the same now as he did back then. What are you talking about? Uh, okay. <laughs> you're going. So, up, uh, you're going on a. You're going on a cruise, and the rest of us have to work harder. I see how this is. This is some bullshit, dude. This Hopper, is a great episode. Everything, everything going good for you, though, right, Hopper? I guess. How come we can't have a book in the territory cruise? Right. Can you imagine that fucking shit? Jesus. We get out of. We Christ. get out. We're we're this bad here. Imagine what international waters would be. Yeah, it'll be like us. like. Denim Fritz and uh, Mullet of Morton and Dodger 49er and all them. Fake Stan Lane, yeah. all of them. Fake Stan Lane, Tim, Tim, uh, Maselli, or whatever the hell his name is. Regal Bastard. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Oh, man. Well, um, now that y'all got all that out the way, I want to shout out always the uh, largest patron contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie and Hall of Fame patron at K underscore row 86 for their contributions to the show. Also want to mention, if you haven't done so, I didn't say this last week, but check out the new Facebook group. It's on and popping over there. 
as people are posting about anything and everything that's unprofessional. It's uh, just search Booking the Territory dash the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, and you can find it there. Or the easy way is tinyurl.com slash group and answer the questions, and we will let you in, and that's that. Doc, you got any, like, shout-outs or anything, man, before we jump into Saturday night this week from May the 23rd, 1987? I'd shout-out no one tonight, but I do have a hypothetical question to ask you, Michael. Hmm. Let's say that, like, a big emergency popped off. Like, Sasha was down getting her, her eyelashes done at the salon, and there was an emergency. You had to leave. You had to go. And you could only have one of the next two people babysit your children and keep an eye on them while you were gone and your two people your two choices and you have to choose one would be nick saban or urban meyer which one would you pick to watch your children (laughs) oh man i'd have to go saban probably yeah i think so he'd probably get them on a program where they'd be lifting some weights and be ready to be offensive linemen urban meyer would might might eat your children i don't know Urban Meyer is a dirty bastard. <laughs> he looks like he looks like he eats like he kills hobos to like maintain his power or something. I don't know. <laughs> what I'm he about to say, he does bum fights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm about to say is pure speculation, but like Urban Meyer is just like a chicken shit to me. Like, like Nick Saban is different. Meyer, like, to me, he, like, he lost Tebow, and then all of a sudden, he realized he looked around, he's like, oh, this team ain't that good. They're not going to be successful. Oh, shit, my heart's hurting. Let me tell you something. Nick Saban is a miserable prick, but he's comfortable in his own skin being a miserable prick. Yes. Urban Meyer actually thinks he's doing shit right. He's convinced himself that he's a pillar of society, and he's a good dude. Nick Saban would be like, nah, I'm a miserable prick. That's just how it goes. I don't give a fuck. I'm winning. But Urban Meyer would be at church, like, clapping along, like, praise G, bringing in the sheaves. He thinks he's doing some great things. (laughs) With a bunch of good good Christian athletes. Right. We heard that last week. You got, who's who's in the front front row front pew well we've got urban meyer and sweet stan lane and (laughs) his partner in the uh in the uh, midnight express beautiful bobby and there's uh jim Cornette. all right so praise be to allah y'all finish y'all ready to do some saturday night well we're doing these back to back so we did all the big stories last week which was actually earlier tonight so we don't have a lot but I tell you what we do have a lot of and that is hot scorching wrestling action pal so maybe we should head down to the ring Alright so like I said May 23rd 1987 Saturday Night on TBS How can this promotion be in the shitter when it's so good Yeah you got the Freebirds coming in and we're going to talk about that shortly yeah, Matter it's fact, like having like an all-star team, but you but you lose every fucking game. It's like that U.S. Olympic team that had all those players on it, and they still couldn't beat like Paraguay or some shit. Yeah, like remember when they had that the fucking Dan and Dave in like the mid nineties? Those and they had those those fucking Nike commercials or for fucking Reebok. Those assholes those, tied those assholes tied their shoes laces together and finished eighth. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't even think they fucking qualified. For One the of them didn't. Yeah. <laughs> fucking shitheads. That's like wow. what this is. Well, we'll get into Saturday night now, May 23rd, 1987. Again, we got a lot going on. I'm just going to play this first promo. Harper hasn't watched this, so we're going to kind of like do this on the fly. Oh, God. Um, I watched it. Doc kind of watched it. So here it is. First promo, Robert Gibson. Ladies and gentlemen, you saw it. Welcome to the very best wrestling in the world. We saw some last week. Tony, we've got it now, too, because we have all the great wrestlers in the world right here. The Road Warriors are with us here today. Also with us, the fabulous Freebirds, Michael Hayes, Terry Gordy, and Buddy Roberts are all here with us. Good to see them back here in Atlanta, Georgia, of course. And, David, you know, last week James J. Dillon talked about going to his lawyer and talking about a match with Dusty Rhodes and, of course, $50,000 in that brown paper bag. We're going to go inside the lawyer's office with James J. Dillon and take a look at that hearing with Dusty Rhodes. But after that happened, there wasn't... An- but before we do that, we have a man, Robert Gibson of the Rock and Roll Express. He'll be with us. Okay, Robert, good to see you. Hey, yo, Tony, you're my partner right now. He's not here. He's doing a personal appearance. Oh, I'm going to say, Nick and I are going to promise. By the time summer comes around, you can do it in that game. Let me tell you something. Paul Jones, Rick Rude, Ray Fernandez, baby. Shine that belt up real, real good because sooner or later, Rock and Roll Express, I mean sooner than later, we're going to be the NBA World Tag Team Champions for the fourth time. Thank okay, you. Robert, and good luck to the Rock and Roll Express, of course. Looking to get those World Tag Team battles All back. Right, Robert, let's let's go down. to the ring for our first event. <laughs> All right. All right, pal. Yeah. Uh, All right, Harper, if we put a gun to your head, could you tell us what Robert Gibson just <laughs> said right there? <laughs> I think he's like that guy from, uh, uh, what, what, what was the show with the guy with uh, King of the Hill? When he's hanging out with a couple <laughs> guys. And then the one guy does like, Dallas Cowboys. Bro, there's the motherfucking, there's the motherfucking Freebirds in window. Gordy hits those ropes. That's your ass, pal. Hold on. Before you go to that, because I know that's playing. In the, I know that. Yeah, they did have the music playing, but when it came out but like y'all can see my note i ain't trying to really be funny but i literally wrote down when i was watching this what the fuck did he say put something i don't on know you, what AJ- he said put something on know. you ajax ajax can't wash off yeah jesus I'm christ what time i don't know what he said what? it was it was bad I don't know either yeah all right so uh Harper and Doc are watching my screen. The Freebirds versus Randy Barber and Alan Martin and Lee Pink. Uh the Re- Freebird the actual music plays, but the Freebirds do win. Uh, I'll keep it moving at that point since we're kinda uh just uh doing well, this. They must own to that fucking song. Well, yeah, I would imagine yeah. Hayes owns it, but man, Gordy is just I mean there it's the Freebirds, so don't get me wrong, but Gordy <laughs> just Michael tell you that the Von Erics are trash. Now you got to be a patron for to hear him say it on a weekly basis, but he'll be like the Von Erichs are trash without the Freebirds. I don't necessarily agree with that, but boy, they helped. I don't think they're trash. What I always say is, it took the Freebirds to make them more important. Why does it sound like you're doing this from inside of an empty Dr Pepper can? Yeah, I don't know. it sounds like you're in a uh, like some kind of industrial facility. Yeah, does it really? Yeah, yeah, did Sasha kick you out of the house? Bruh. If she doesn't want to go on that cruise with you, I'll go. You just sent her to Sally's Beauty Supply, get some weeds to cover up that forehead. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Hey, man, what, 
What would happen if you walked out tonight and go, change of plans, you're staying here. <laughs> Doc's going on the cruise with me. We got to talk about the future of the show. <laughs> Seven day meeting. <laughs> well, you got that all all drinks and cl- all in drink inclusive thing, man. I can put that to the test. Oh, yeah. Well, well that's how they get you. Man, I drink so much booze, the ship would be lighter. We'd be sailing five miles and five knots faster. <laughs> Dude, that's a hell of a move right here to end this match. Look at this, Harper. Yeah. Uh, this is 1987, Luke, man. Luke does that. The power slam from the second Luke rope. shit. <laughs> Dude. Anyway. Uh, let's the go to Freebirds. Free Hold on. Hey, good to see you guys. Hey, hey. Good to be here, guys. First of all, I'd just like to say this. I'd like to thank NWA, Jim Crockett, Channel 17, and Ted Turner for giving us a chance here in the NWA. Now, you know it's like this. A lot of the promoters around the country, they blackballed the Freebirds. And the reason why is because we done wrap too many cheers around people's heads. Well, you know, it's like this. I ain't going to stand out here and say that we're the greatest wrestlers in the world. And I ain't going to stand out here and say that we're the worst. But I am going to say that we can swing a cheer better than anybody in professional wrestling today. Hey, you know what? We've been all around the country and all around the world, and a lot of people don't like us, but there's an awful lot of people that do like us, and we're back home here in Atlanta, and we're going to show everybody here in Atlanta just who the Freebirds still are. You know something, baby? The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town, and we ain't in town to mess around. Now, you know, I hear through the grapevine that the horsemen are saying, Freebirds, this ain't MTV. Well, let me tell you something, baby. We know it ain't MTV. It's Channel 17, and this is Atlanta, Georgia. And Atlanta, Georgia is our home. You understand what I'm talking about? So Ric Flair, Lex Luger, Tony Blanchard, get everything you got together. Because when you come walking down the aisle, in the Omni, on the 7th of June, you're going to have to try to walk down Bad Street. And like Bam Bam said, many of them have tried, but nobody, nobody has made it to the end of the block. And it ain't going to be no different. That's right. We hit Freebird Fantasia going to Fort Myers tonight. But in the Omni, in the Omni, bring it on down and we'll find out, baby. We're back. <laughs> the Fabulous Freebirds back with us right here on the Superstation. And we'll be right back. Don't go away. Uh, y'all want me to pause it because we got some important shits about that's about to happen in a second. Yeah, you better push so. pause it so we can get so we can get comfy. Uh, yeah. so Hopper, your thoughts now, me, on Freebird? Oh, hold, hold on, well, before he does that, let me level set real quick. Michael Hayes is twenty-eight years old. There, Jesus uh, Christ, G- Gordy, Gordy is twenty-six. Boudreaux Roberts is fifty-five. Just turned forty. Wow! <laughs> so he's, the, he's the old guy at the club. Yeah, that's what I feel like fucking wildcat. <laughs> you, you are okay. Yeah, that that's was great. incredible. What you just read mm-hmm. to me about their ages: twenty-eight, twenty-six, and forty. 
Fuck. Don't all of them look older than that? Yeah. yeah. How, okay, here's a question. How tall do you think Michael Hayes is? A six... Uh, six five. He's six four. I would have yeah. never thought that. I said like six one. Yeah, I don't know oh. if that's a that's a fucking shoot height, bro. That's a, that, well, that's like saying Horner's five eleven. I've stood next to Michael Hayes. I don't know about six four, bro. Yeah. Everybody's tall to you. Um, man, that was great though, because like Gordy. I, I can see Gordy thanking Ted Turner. Hey, somebody runs into Ted's office. Ted, Ted, you just got thanked on the air. Oh, really? Just, <laughs> But, man, Gordy's just comfortable out there being a country ass whipper. His promos, like, too, if, you, if you're a patron and you listen to the patron shows, man, that dude is the fucking promo. He's a better promo than Hayes. And I know people are going to be like, ah, you're crazy. Nah, bruh. Terry it's, Gordy it's, is nah. great. It's 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 the same principle as Flair and Arn. Hayes is Flair out there showboating. Because, man, when Hayes picks it up there, he's got the rap. It's the same flow as Ricky Morton and, and Flair. They get into that rhythm, and it's it's no different than the Baptist preacher we talk about. But Gordy's the serious, I'm going to whoop that ass, the enforcer role. It's the same concept, and it. but they're both great. Don't get me wrong. Uh, he's just a don't really, too, bro. Uh, yeah. I hear it. Remember when Gordy was in uh, Smoky Mountain? The bombs are dropping, brother. Yeah. Well, it, it, here's a spoiler alert. In 95, Gordy comes back, and he ain't cutting the same kind of good promos. Well, different. Uh, there's a reason, but okay. I thought this was good. Hopper, you got anything else you want to add to that? Boy, I like it when he says many have tried, but they, but, but uh, none of them made it down a block. That was good. Man, I like the fact that they're doing this thing where it's like they are, they are admitting that in other parts of the country, they're banned, they're dangerous, they wrap chairs around people's heads, but because they're back in Georgia, they're, they're baby faces. I like that. They're not apologizing. Because they're not apologizing for who they are. They are who they are. Yeah, they're not. Why do we talk about this like it's real? (laughs) It is. Still real to us. Well, let's keep going. Uh, Let's keep going, man. Um, Let me me just throw it to you. They, They go to JJ, and he's meeting with Jim Crockett Jr., J.J. Uh, Dillon, Lex, Arn, Tully, all right here. Dusty comes in. It's a pretty long segment, but it's a damn good one. Here it is. Harper, this is crazy. All right, Tony, we tell the people at the top of the program about J.J. Dillon, the lawyer's office, Dusty Rose, Magnum T.A. Let's go to the tape right now and show them exactly what we're talking about. Okay, let's go. Better expect to be here at the appointed time, and then we're sitting here, the four horsemen, with the busy things that we have to do, waiting on him. Now, there's no excuse That's for this. That's typical, though. That's typical. It's the same thing he always does. You know, it's a psych out thing. You know, like, is he going to show? Is he not going to show? You know, Mr. Crockett looks pretty confident across the room over there. Just... <laughs> 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 Crockett looks like he's high and he's well, afraid everybody thinks, knows he's high. I'm sure that Rolex watch of yours uh, keeps good time. I hope we haven't inconvenienced you this afternoon. 
How you doing, Jimmy? Good, Dustin. Well, we'll make this real short and sweet because I'm sure we all have a very busy schedule. Dusty Rhodes has issued a challenge on national television where he wants to put up $50,000 and face Mr. Blanchard for the world television title. Well, we've made it clear from day one that as long as Mr. Blanchard remains the champion, we'll dictate the terms. And we have never felt and do not feel now that we need to face you on television under any circumstances. But the question here, the $50,000 does intrigue us. Number one, we don't know for a fact that there is $50,000 in the paper sack that you, uh, in the paper sack that you uh, brought on television. Now, I understand that Mr. Crockett has been besieged with calls from promoters all over the country, and I know the phones have been ringing from wrestling fans all over the country wanting to see this match. So I assume that you would like to see this match take place. But again, we dictate the terms. So, Mr. Crockett, if you want to make this match, it's going to cost you upfront money, apart from any purse or any other consideration, just to make the match and to have Mr. Blanchard appear and defend the title, it's going to cost you upfront money $50,000. Mr. Dillon, it's highly irregular to get an appearance money and your normal compensation for wrestling. Well, that's just how it's going to be. Jimmy, I got $50,000 here. Let's stop talking about it. The, the, the money's here. My money's here. I want the match. Do whatever needs to be done. I want the match. Let's stop talking about it. Would my check be for sufficient? <laughs> Some 1980 shit. <laughs> Who put the camera overhead to look into the briefcase? Okay, my understanding is it's a winner-take-all situation. We're expected to put up to $50,000, so uh, this represents uh, our part of the of the total purse. That's our $50,000, and I assume that check is good. <laughs> now, we're going to waive our normal uh, procedure where we would dictate the date and the location, and uh, we're going to let you do that. I mean, that's the least we can do. Well, uh, now that I, you have endorsed the check, uh, sort of given up that right to pick much of anything. I have a contract here for your man, Tully Blanchard, to defend the world television title against uh, Dusty Rhodes on June the 6th in Greensboro, North Carolina. For your signature. Doesn't say one fall twenty five minutes here. It says one fall sixty minutes. That is correct. <laughs> Meeting in a mine. Hey, hey, Art. Are there enough rats in this town we can bang? I think so. Is there a Marriott there? Yeah. All right, we'll do it. It's a minor point, I think. It's a minor point. There you are, sir. Now the only thing left that I can see is to establish an effect. Uh, Mr. Rhodes has $50,000 here. You get your head off the money. You want the money? June the 6th, Greensboro, North Carolina. You come and get it. Magnum's going to be holding the money that night in the building from here on out. That's all we got to say about it. Thank you, Mr. Crockett, very much. I'll see you June the 6th in Greensboro, Tully Blanchard.
Well, uh, Doc, I'm you. You might have some notes. Uh, what did you think, dude? That that briefcase was a relic, and dude, Crockett's sitting there waiting like he's high, but he doesn't want to know anybody to know he's high. But he's afraid everybody there knows he's high. We've all been there. Um, why is why is Lex and Arn there, and why are they all wearing jackets? Because they're professional. Oh, yeah. The okay. image of it all. Whatever. I thought. Yeah. I thought. I thought one of the best parts of all that was Tully. Tully was smooth in that. He was playing the smug asshole the whole way through. Good job, Tully. Yeah, you can't see him and Arn. The mannerisms with those two there were just really, really good. Pr- I prickish. Yeah, very prickish. Like Arn's got the shit-eating grin. Tully does too. They got their they got their suits on without tie. It's just real schmuckish oh, looking. Fucking, fucking Luger's in the back. Like, looks like he's like, wondering, "Am I in ketosis or not?" I don't know. He's like a kid. I just sit back and let them do it. <laughs> Harper, your thoughts on this before we go to the uh, Flair promo that's coming up next? It sucks that when you, if they do something like this now, it's always in the ring, you know, like on WWE with the fucking contract signing. They should do do more shit like this. Absolutely. I wasn't sure if this was like a wrestling angle or some gay pornography was going to break out, but who the fuck cares? That was great. Yeah. Because it makes this it was- look real. <laughs> yeah, it did. This this looked real. This was this was. I mean, it was funny, and we kind of laughed. It was cheesy in a way, but yeah. you know, because Crockett's got that nineteen. Doc, what year you think that briefcase was from? Nineteen seventy nine. Fuck. Shit, I would have said nineteen fifty, but okay. I think I used to carry a rip. briefcase. <laughs> then I stopped doing it when I realized I'm the only asshole that that still has a goddamn briefcase. Doc. <laughs> Okay, so what kind of briefcase was it? Just, uh, one of those ones you get at fucking Office uh, Depot for like $60, $70. What did you keep in it? My fucking documents. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for work. Uh, well, I'm a, I feel like I'm a fairly important guy, and I don't have any documents. So would you give me an example of what a few of these documents might be? Uh, legal documents. Legal documents, yes. okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I feel like I should... <laughs> I'm a little concerned about pressing forward on this line of questioning. <laughs> and what... Okay, I got one. What time frame, what year periods, what years on? were we talking about? Were you oh, this up? was okay. like... Uh, fuck. 10, 15 years ago. Fifteen years ago, so you were in your twenties carrying a briefcase around, right? Because I thought I was like, you know, like I look professional, right? I don't want to okay. put much shit in one of those little bags and look like I'm a a fucking woman with a purse, mm, a satchel, right? A fucking satchel, like an yeah, asshole. Yes, only assholes have satchels. Yeah, those okay. Fu- those fucking messenger boy bags. Fuck that shit. That's true too. That's a worse look than the briefcase. Yeah. Did, did it ever cross your mind to get a Halliburton like the wrestlers? That would have been fucking great. Well, right. see, I think we're gonna see my a Halliburton dad always later. told me you get a briefcase because if someone fucks with you, you could beat them over the head with it, <laughs> and you can't do that. And you can't do that with a fucking leather bag. 
one of those little bullshit sa- uh, satchels. And that's why I always had a briefcase. Man, Mike, I think I'm going to take a briefcase to work, to work tomorrow. <laughs> it, might be, it might be dangerous, bro. I don't know well, if I'd advise that. I think we're going <laughs> to... I think we're going to see a Halliburton later in this episode, to be honest. Bruh. Oh. I worry about well, you bringing a briefcase to work, especially a Halliburton, because you bring one of them Halliburtons, like one of them Samsonites, like or one of them yeah. Halliburtons. Uh, I'd worry about the T-Rex's well-being if that was the case. I would lay open a skull to where a melon-like goo would ooze out, pal. It's nice. It's nice. But I just it was, it was her. I I think there may be a patron episode where other business advice that Harper's old man might have given it because that <laughs> as somebody who went through business school, let me teach you. Tell you they don't teach you that there. <laughs> we still got to do the patron episode on worst places to shit. Worst uh, places yeah. to shit. Offer you texted could, me that at four a.m. Saturday morning. Yeah, I was at the morning. bar. And there was some guy in there dropping a deuce. I'm thinking, how <laughs> I'm fucking just... bad do you got to take a shit? Ah, I've done that. At a bar. Oh, I've, shit, I've, I've shit at more than one bar in my life. Oh, Jesus. Hey, man. What are you going to do? Shit yourself or in a bar? <laughs> Go outside. <laughs> this ain't Philly. <laughs> I'm going to save my worst places to shit until that patron episode. Yeah, I, I got you. I didn't say that the bar was in my list, but hey, there, there's Ric Flair on the screen. Maybe we should see what he has to say. I think your headset, your new one, it's. I don't know if it's the headset as much as it's your computer. You hear that popping starting to happen on his end, Hopper? No. See? You don't? It's you. Okay. It's still you. I hear it every time you talk, and I'm looking at the soundboard, and it's you. Maybe I should quit. Okay. Let's go to Ric Flair. That's a good idea. Let's see what Rick. Let's see what a good old Rick's got to say. Here it is. Here with the heavyweight champion of the world, the man, nature boy, Ric Flair. I don't say so Styling and profiling like the little lady said last night. Just before she closed her eyes and took that last deep breath, she said, "Nature boy, you are the man, the myth." The legend, all rolled up in one. So you see, when the world champion's out here telling you, like gospel, you're put in the bank because what the nature boy and the four horsemen have to say to the listening public, woo, it's the best thing going today. Now the road warriors, awesome, tremendous, great, but the horsemen in the course of the next week, are going to retire the road one. And then, did I have, did I happen to hear the fruit birds out here? Huh? Are the fruit birds back in town? Michael Hayes and his guitar, and Bam Bam and Buddy Roberts, they're back in Atlanta. The boys, that's right, the boys are back in town. And what they're going to find out firsthand in the avenue is, that the horse men are what's happening now. In other words, Michael Hayes, after all the small clears, whoo, and we're at the end of Bad Street, and you're laying on your back, Michael, what you're gonna do is you're gonna say, 
Woo! What's cause and all that. And it goes like this. The horsemen make it happen. Now go just to the garden. The man walking around with my woman. And I'm going to tell you one time, precious, you got the coat. You got the notoriety now because I put you on the map. I want it all back. And sweetheart, that means precious. Woo! You'll be coming round the mountain. Woo! When you come, baby. Let's go to the ring. In the ring now. All right, Doc. What do you got, man? Send it to Harper first. He hadn't seen this before. Man, yeah, he's a fucking sense. face, huh? I mean, we talked about that two weeks ago when he was fucking yeah. parading around the ring and he was having it was Mardi Gras day. I mean, he's a fucking face, man. There's yeah, no but how does, that shit? But how does that square up with against the Freebirds who are also faces? I know, right? Dude, that line when he first of all he said we're the horse men, and then he said we, you know, Harper said earlier he liked that line about. Nobody makes it to the end of the block. He came out there and said, when we're at the end of the block and you're laying on your back, you're going to ask what's causing all this. Dude, <laughs> that's a line right there. Yeah. And didn't he call them doing... the fruit birds or something? Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> he called them a bunch of freaking homos. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know which one of y'all are popping, but it's not coming from my end. I can tell y'all that right now. So apologies for the audio, I'm, but it's a free fucking I'm show. Popping, I'm popping big crowds. That's it. L, I'm popping. Yeah. Uh, you're popping. When, when 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 one or both of y'all talk, I'm hearing popping. But whatever, man. I'm, I'm fucking tired at this point, and shit happens as Manny. Uh, oh, poor Fernandez you. Beats, poor as, you. Uh, as Manny Fernandez beats Rick Nelson right there. Anything else from Rick there, Doc? Dude, Rick, so, Rick was amazing right there. I know that someone's missing. Yeah, where's Rick Rude? It's got to be getting close. Uh, it, it yeah, it did it happen by this point. Um, well, I think he had another match uh, after this, but uh, May twenty. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I was I was reading it actually two nights ago, but. Yeah, we're we're at that point where he's about to bounce, and this is what they're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna actually see this on an episode on like either the next episode or the one after that. Uh, two things happen: Ivan Koloff comes out with the tag team title, and but they don't really talk a lot about it on Saturday night. But on Worldwide, Paul Jones will make an announcement that Ivan and Manny are now a tag team, and that the NWA allowed. Ivan to be the other champion. They claim Rick Rude has an injury, but Rude bounced. Yeah. It wasn't really an injury. And so it's just like, just completely fucks it up. And um, But it's weird because one week, and we're going to talk about this in a couple weeks, but one week they'll say, oh, Ivan and Manny are the world tag team champions. And then like the very next week on Saturday night, they don't even talk about that. They show the Rock, the Rock and Roll Express win a freaking non-title match from January 1987 against Manny and Rick, and they pushed that off as the as the world titles changing hands, and now the Rock and Roll champs. So for one week, Root and I'm sorry, Manny and Ivan are world champions, and then the next week they lose it to the Rock and Roll. It's very dude. If they did that shit today, people would shit all over it. Yeah, 
it's it's not good. But okay. Let's keep it moving. We got um JJ and Tully up next, and I got y'all see it. I got the promo queued up, ready to play. So uh, let's see what they got to say. Here it is. AJ Dillon along with Tully Blanchard. Things buzzing. You can feel it here in the studio of the Superstation today. This year has been a great, great year for Tully Blanchard Enterprises and for the Four Horsemen in general. The company has grown in magnitude that we now rival Exxon and General Motors. And when I said a couple of weeks ago that I was going to get Mr. Blanchard a personal private secretary, it wasn't just a, a whim that passed by. It was a necessity because of the growth of the company. And with anything that the horsemen do or Tully Blanchard Enterprises, it's only the best. And when I just hinted we were looking for a secretary, 1,500 resumes came in within five days. And one of those resumes just jumped out and grabbed me. I looked at it and said, types 100 words a minute. So quick she could take dictation from an auctioneer. She was National Secretary of the Year. I had to outbid one of the biggest corporations in the world. But Mr. Blanchard, I want to introduce to the world Dark Journey, your personal private secretary. And now that every aspect of your personal and your business life is taken care of, you can concentrate on the big winner take all in Greensboro. Well, you know, JJ, this is, whew, this is something else. Spin around there, Dark. She's live, baby. But now, Dusty Rhodes, everything's hey. taken care of. I got somebody to carry my money to the ring in Greensboro on June the 6th. Yours is going to be have one arm in a sling and be limping along. Nobody cares about car wrecks anymore. Magnum, you want to get back out to the field of battle? You come on, because I've dealt with you many, many times. So you hold the $50,000 of the common people's money, okay? Because I've got the liveliest woman on earth today, Doug Journey, holding my cashier's check. And Dusty Rhodes, when you leaped across that table in my lawyer's office, be there June the 6th. Do you think I'm scared of you? Do you think I don't want to come to the ring? Huh, Dusty Rhodes? Do you think Greensboro intimidates me? That's where I took you down. That's where I put you down. The ladder of success. So Dusty Rhodes, you come, you be there if you're able, because Tony Giovanni, I know you got something that all the people are going to look at. We want, you know, we want to take a look at this yeah. game because Let's there was an injury. We understand we're going to hear from Dusty next week, but there was an injury at this man's hands. Let's take a look at the tape. Uh, okay, we, let's 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 talk about this first before we talk about the next segment. Uh, Doc, your thoughts? Well, what well. does Tully Blanchard need somebody to type a hundred words a minute for? First of all, <laughs> she can take dictation from an auctioneer. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so I got a question. I want to set this up for Harper here. We know those aren't the true desired skills or qualifications for that position. So if the horse, <laughs> I'm just curious if the horsemen were really going to put out the call for somebody in that position, what do you think the desired skills and qualifications would be Harper? For, to be a, uh, a receptionist? To be the horseman secretary. <laughs> well, she's got to be super hot. Okay. Probably blonde. Yeah, that's this. a little bit. That's a little bit weird. He did call her dark, which was a You're little right. bit inter- interesting. Now, I mean, because especially for this time, because back then, like every attractive woman was fucking blonde. That's just how how shit was back then. That's how it was. Right. Uh, do you think it would be being able to handle more than one horseman at a time? If you know what I mean. Oh yeah. 
she will have to be a veteran of the handicap matches, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I believe the term is called gangbang. Okay. Not like the ones Andre the Giant used to do every fucking night, you know? Didn't he shit in the bathtub? <laughs> um, Man, I- I'm telling you. I noticed something else here when you were playing that. And I don't know why I just now noticed this. But have you noticed that as we've gone from 1986 to 1987, that everybody's forehead is less is less messed up? I mean, it was kind of at the end of, well, not end, but end of 85, we saw a lot. If you go to Starcade 86, it's not as much. But 85 was ridiculous. Uh, it was probably a sign of the times, you know. Yeah, but man, I, mean, I love it. We still got juice, but we still got juice. But it, it yeah, it, you could not like as you look back at it, you could see that it was dwindling. It was yeah, ju- I, judicious juice. I yeah. missed the, the, the fucking blood. I mean, just a little bit, you know. Just give me a little bit. I mean, you don't got to be cutting yourself open like fucking Abdullah the fucking butcher. Just. I think it just adds more fucking realism to it, but, you know, I get it. Why not? Speaking of realism, speaking of realism, how about Tully telling nobody cares about car wrecks anymore? Oh, that was stiff. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) So let me go. Let me go back a second. JJ told JJ said the company has grown so that we rival Exxon and General Motors. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry that just I just really really lost my shit on that and um I'm just gonna put this out there man fucking dark journey was my kind of lady back in the day pal bro she's okay, hot so man let me I, first of all no she's not second of all what no Mike so, uh, Sasha or dark journey dark journey Sasha well no mm. uh, well, first I gotta see Dark Journey's got to lift those fucking bangs up and see if, you know, she's got one of the movie screen foreheads. <laughs> like fucking Sasha it, has. Let me tell you the thing about those two. Like, to me, they actually look alike. One of them's just darker than the that, other. That's why I said that. I really think that. Like, to, they, they have, there's something similar about their look. I, I, that's why I said opinion. it. I mean, I like Dark Journey both- more. They both are kind of skinny for my liking, but you know. Yeah, but Dark Journey, but Dark Journey's been defiled by Dick Slater. How do you feel about uh, that? Oh yeah, God! Yeah. Uh, now you ruined it. You ruined my heart <laughs> on. Yeah, let's move on. Take, I can't take I a blue chew, pal. <laughs> All right, they go to a match recap. It's from NWA Pro: Dusty and Nikita versus Luger and Flair. Um, I'm going to play it here, but basically in a nutshell, uh, Dusty uh, has Flair in a figure four, and then he gets attacked by the horsemen. And then before you know it, they are attacking Dusty again, and that's just what they do. They attack Dusty, and they injure him. I will say this. Uh, Bob Cottle and Johnny Weaver are losing their shit on commentary. Uh, okay, Hawker, I, got a qu- I, know- I, I, got a, I got a question about that. Is that the most animated you've heard Johnny Weaver ever do commentary? I think so. I thought so too. Like he really lost his shit, bro. Yeah, when buddy. They were beating the shit out of him. I'm new. 
I don't have a timestamp from when he's losing it, but I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find a spot there. But he, he was fucking losing. It. I mean, Bob Cottle was too, but I think we've heard Bob kind of lose it before. But he, he yeah. was losing it, man. Hey, did you freeze up the network there? Uh oh. I did. Yeah, that was that was me. I was trying to get to where they start injuring Dusty. Let me, let me, let me move forward in it. Why, man? They, I want to see this shit. Yeah, Harper's well, never well, seen I it. Wanted, I wanted to he I wanted to get the the audio from Johnny Weaver and Bob Cottle when they're Here they are. They're, I I froze it up. It, it I didn't freeze it up. It froze up on its own just now. But I wanted to get the audio from Weaver and Cottle because you're right, man. Weaver, let's see. Bart Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and Tully with that briefcase is pounding away, and now he goes right to that knee, right to the leg that they had hurt before, the one they broke before. And again, now look, watch this, Bob. The four horsemen. Look at this, they're going to put that suitcase underneath the knee this time. They really intend to do the job. And the man who is already signed in a $50,000 match, $100,000 now, is the man doing the jumping. That's right. The jumping right on that leg, trying to really injure Dusty Rhodes this time. Telly Blanchard had to have Saturday, June the 6th in mind, all the time he was working on that leg and that knee of Dusty Rhodes. Uh... I don't know. It didn't come through as rough right there or, or as loud right there, but I, I did think he was very, very animated, Doc. I would agree with you. There's a briefcase, um, too. Yep, and you saw what they were using it for, huh? Beating somebody's ass. Exactly. You can't do that with a goddamn messenger bag. <laughs> what if Dark Journey came out with a fucking satchel? That shit would have never worked. <laughs> Old Dark Journey. You know her name is Linda Newton, I believe? I know you better get a good look at her because she's about to retire from the wrestling business here in just a couple of weeks. You know she's that on sucks. Facebook. Oh, does uh. she, does she do like? Doesn't she do call up colonoscopies on people? Something like that, bro. Just yeah, yeah. I thought she's in the medical field. <laughs> I don't know if I call it the medical field. That might be a stretch. Bro, you sound like my- you're in a. You sound like you're in a in a in a Dr Pepper can, and then you're bouncing on a pogo s- spring. Yeah, you sound like you're in a uh, an assembly plant for like Cadillacs ball, or something. Ball bearing. Well, let me let yeah. me tell y'all something. That this audio is gonna go out because it's all we got, and we ain't doing this shit again. And oh no, y'all y'all are y- there's a constant popping sound. When you all talk, just so you this know, news, this new Skype eats a bag of dicks. Yeah, every time it updates, bro. We said we, we, hey, if you're mad about this out there in Patron Land or anybody else, we waited as long as we possibly could to do this shit. All right, yeah. While we're coming, the only reason I did it because it, it's it said this this version is gonna be, you know gone you, you got a fucking update and i was like oh fuck it i guess i'll do it now it it is it's about to die on at the end of uh well by the time this airs it already would have died they would have discontinued yeah. it. it's true all right let's go to the next promo jimmy garvin here it is the one and only gorgeous jimmy garvin along with precious i gotta tell you tony it's nice to see you and what an action-packed hour this has been the fact is this 
gorgeous Jimmy Garvin still has his squeeze by his side. Ric Flair standing there empty-handed. He don't have his fur coat, and he don't have you, baby. But the fact is this. Oh. There's a lot of things going down, Tony. There's a lot of things going down. And as the people know and what they just saw, what happened to Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. When you go after Ric Flair, you're just not going after Ric Flair. You're going after Ric Flair and all his punk friends, his gang members, the guys he's got traveling around with him. They're hiding around every corner underneath the car or in some dark alley to protect each other's back. We've got that figured out, and we got a cure for it, and it's going to be coming up soon. But another thing that's going to be coming up sooner than that, and I'm talking about tonight in Columbus, Georgia. That's right. Tonight in Columbus, Georgia, my brother, the Hands of Stone, Ronnie Garvin, and myself have the Midnight Express in a bunkhouse match where, hey, bring everything, do everything, do anything you want to do. And Ronnie's told me a few things of what he's got planned for the Midnight Express and Jim Cornette when he gets finished with them. And I got to tell you, it runs goosebumps up and down my back. So I left a couple of tickets and your plane ticket on your desk. And don't forget to get them, okay? Because in Columbus, Georgia tonight, we're going to blow the roof right off the top of that. Thing. Thank you, gorgeous. Gorgeous and precious. Good to see them both with us. Let's go back to the ring. Doc, any thoughts on uh, Jimmy Garvin right there? Not really. It's all right. Yeah. Hey, look who's in the ring now. A UWF tag team champion. Yeah, they won the belts on May 17, 1987. The Lightning Express, Brad Armstrong and Tim Horner. Where's his dad at? Yeah. Where's Bob? I don't know. The fuck? Is he, is he gone? Uh, I don't know. You watch ahead on this shit. Do something. Get uh, back. Well, I'm a little frustrated right now with Skype because I, I got a feeling this shit's going to sound horrible and uh, it's going to be... It keeps bad. popping? Yeah, it's popping. It's What the fuck? It's, I don't uh, want Steven Jaworski to have to listen to this in, in, in fucking Pittsburgh. It's... <laughs> It sounds terrible, and we were we're not gonna have time to 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 re-record, nor would we. So you damn right we is. won't. You f- it's it's it is what it is. Twice. It's it I'm is de- what it is at this point, man. I'm depressed. Yeah, I am too. Okay, well, I'm a, hey, I'm gonna try what I, I'm gonna try what I did last week. I'm gonna go off headset, see if that what that changes. We're gonna do a little science experiment here. I don't think it is, bro, because I I believe. On Harper's end, it's doing the same thing. It's not just yours, but that's fine. Okay. But you can try it. I mean, it ain't gonna hurt. We're fucked now, man. That's gotta be it. One, two, that's it. Three. Ding, ding, ding. Lightning Express win. Doc, why don't you say something? Oh, God. We can hear you, bro. What? What? Just, just you say something. As, can you see Ric Flair talking right now? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, it's still popping, so it's not that, dude. It definitely ain't that. So it ain't it ain't it ain't you this time for a fucking change. Wow. Jesus Christ. What a fucking relief. Um sorry for the shit show, but we're gonna keep plowing through. So Lightning Express won as Harper kind of mentioned it there. And again, they were tag champs by this point for the UWF uh, then. So, but what we're going to go to now is, is a promo from the Midnight Express. Uh, Doc, plug your headset in while we're doing this and I will, I will hit play, but it's the Midnight Express. Stan is out there with his ocean Pacific shirt on. Yeah. You heard me. right. Oh ocean. God. 
Get my Pacific. mom used to find me those at fuck from, from TJ Maxx and shit. Here it is. Okay, fans, now let's welcome back. Give me that microphone. Listen to this voice and weep. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the manager of the U.S. Tag Team Champions, Mr. Jim Cornette. Stand there and be useful. Everything's going on today, man. I can't believe it. The Freebirds are back. Have you heard their song, huh? That record wasn't released. It escaped. But let me tell you something. Everybody's talking about the United States Tag Team Champions of Midnight Express. These are the men who went and defeated the unbeatable Road Warriors and eliminated them from the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup Tag Team Tournament. These are the men who eliminated the Garvin Brothers, knocked them out of the chance of the million dollars in that same tournament. These are the men that beat the Rock and Roll Express right here on national TV a couple of weeks ago. And these are the men that outlasted all the other competition that beat Ronnie Garvin and Barry Windham in the finals of the United States Tag Team Championship Tournament right here on TV last week. And these are the men that are going to be the next World Tag Team Champions, brother, because that's the only goal left. And I don't care whether we've got Russell King Gong and Godzilla. All you, all you snot dribbling genetic defects out there in TV land never thought that we could do it before. And we got these belts. You don't think we can get the world belts? We're going to do that too. And we're going to show everybody that the Midnight Express is the greatest tag team in the history of professional wrestling. And you know what I got last week in the mail, Tony? I got a whole package of contracts from Jim Crockett Promotions for a series of cage matches with Ronnie Garvin and me. Now, all the newsmen, all the reporters, all the photographers these days, they're so worried about finding out who's committing adultery. You better go out there and find out who's committing forgery, brother, and I give you a good place to start, Jim Crockett's office. But let me tell you something, Ronnie Garvin, what you are is the Sirhan B. Sirhan of professional wrestling. You're a maniac, you're a psycho, and I wouldn't be standing here today if you'd have had your way up till now. But the Midnight Express has stopped you at every turn. Well, this time, Ronnie Garvin, I don't care if we've got to put you in a rubber room or a hospital room tonight in Columbus, Georgia. Might just be a good place to start. Let's go to the ring, fans. Doc, what do you have on the Midnight Express right there? Bro, that OP shirt will take you back in time, man. Yeah, no, huh? I thought that was fabulous. Dude, how come Corny's always got some kind of legal wranglings, man? That motherfucker's got a team of lawyers. Did you hear when he dropped the adultery line about news reporters reporting it? That's. Mm. That was a Gary Hart thing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> He's always got reporters. You ain't lying. Harper, anything else you from you on it? It's fucking perfect cornet. Yep. Yeah. Seriously, seriously, everybody, we're having some severe audio issues. So if you get what this the show, fuck? it's uh, it's it is what it is at this point. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, Jimmy Garvin versus Dexter Westcott. Um. Uh, I bet you Dexter was very happy it was Jimmy Garvin and not Ronnie Garvin because remember it was it was Dexter who Ronnie Garvin literally folded over about a month or two ago. Oh yeah, you remember? I remember that bastard. He fucking twisted that fucker up like a pretzel. It was hey, terrible. Hey Conrad, come come save me from this bullshit show, man. I can do a show with you, man. It'll be great. Get some real equipment here. I'm trying something. I just stopped sharing to see if the popping would continue. Doc, say something. Hey, man, how's it going, pal? Hey, hey, it's yeah. Doc. It, it, you it, still um, hear it? Yeah, I still hear it, but this is it's fine. We only got two promos left, so it's not really a big deal. Uh, so, uh, Harper, anything else on Corny? Uh, he's just fucking great. And, oh, I like how he let Stan kind of talk a little bit, and then he jumped in. 
Yeah, because Stan's an asset, man. Letting hearing yeah. Stan talk is a treat every week. Doc, uh, I think he's more uh, of an asset than, than than fucking Dennis was. Dan's like, ladies and gentlemen, I banged a record number of rats this week. Jimmy, but he come looks on good, in, huh? With that fucking perfect beard, the hair, the sunglasses, the body, the tan. How often he's, do you think he had to trim that beard? Uh, every day, because I trim mine once a week, and I and. For him, and he, he and you don't probably, give a shit. So right, he looks like All one I big nineteen eighties like climax for women. He's got that Don Johnson look going. Yes, mm-hmm. and he, the Rat Game and Crockett Promotions during that time for Stan was was fucking fantastic. He he but was, the, but the difference is Don Johnson doesn't have the body that fucking he has. No, no I just he, he had enough but he had enough money to make up for it. Yeah, yeah. Just spot on, but I wonder on if, it. I wonder if Stan's arrival caused problems in the rat banging hierarchy because other people got other than Rick and maybe Morton, everybody else got pushed down the the the, the totem rat. pole. Yeah. I tell you Bobby Eaton didn't care. That's a guarantee. Well, well, he was married because, here, wasn't he? Wasn't he married to Bill Dundee's saying it in a funny way? Like, ain't no, you be sick we know what him. you meant, you black asshole. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let's keep going. The Road Warriors are up next. Let's hear what the Warriors got to say. The Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, and Paul Ellering. <laughs> you know, Tony Schiavone, everybody across the country just saw what the Far Horsemen did to our partner, Dusty Rhodes. You guys think you're real bad, don't you? You think you're real tough. Four on one, three on one. You guys are always trying to outnumber everybody. Well, you can try to outnumber my partner and myself. But I'll tell you tomorrow night in Chicago, you know something? We learned something from Dusty Rhodes. He's taught us how to be good champions, how to be good wrestlers. But we've taught him how to ignore pain. And I know that man, one way or another, he'll be in Chicago tomorrow night in a cage and a four horseman. You'll be lucky to walk ever again. Tell him, Hawk. Tomorrow night in Chicago, we get back to our element. That is the streets of Chicago, the people of Chicago, and we're in a cage. Well, we've been in a cage all our lives. And we were fighting to get out of the cage. Well, tomorrow night in Chicago, we're not going to be fighting to get out of the cage. Luger will be, Flair will be, and Blanchard will be. They'll be fighting for their lives to get out of that cage. You missed with our partner, Dusty Rhodes. Oh, boy. Bad move. Real bad move. Now, you have to pay the price. And that's against the Legion of Doom and Dusty Rhodes. Good for us, bad for you. Tony Schiavone, I'm reminded about the man who digs a hole. He digs a hole and he's digging and he's digging. Eventually the hole gets so deep you can't get out. Four horsemen, you've just reached that level. The hole is so deep you can't get out. Fans, we'll be right back. Don't go away. Uh, Doc, uh, what'd you think? Animal there on it. 
I actually liked Ellering there. Got some old man yeah. advice. Yeah. When you're okay. in the hole, what do you do? Stop digging. First thing you do, stop digging. Some old timer in business will always tell you that. But they kept digging. They kept digging, and now look at them. Now look at them, you shitheads. They're in China. Harper, your thoughts on it? Hey, can you do this show? I mean, I know Skype's got you down, but can you at least try to to act like you care for the people? Yeah. Oh, I definitely care. I'm just worried about the the output that this thing's going to be. You all will get off this thing and not have to deal with it. I will. That's right. not getting on a boat and floating around with Sasha Banks for a couple of weeks either. God, if I was floating around with Banks for a week, good lord. Drinking Hennessy by the gallon. They got like we're still going to be here with our briefcases and our day jobs. And you're going to be like um, wearing that stupid hat that you wear. Jesus Christ, that thing. I love yeah. I love that hat. I might wear we a straw hat too, man. <laughs> you ever seen a black man in a Hawaiian shirt? <laughs> no. Mike, there you go, pal. There's your look. <laughs> Y'all are fucking idiots, man. Oh. Uh, any other thoughts on the road words there? I mean, I thought Hawk was so damn good. It's just not his delivery. If he, he just looks through that camera, he's just awesome. Hawk's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, we got Lex and J.J. Dillon up next. No. Doc, let me – okay, because you – you, that's what I thought. You saw this too, and I did. Now, he did say something that was true, if you ask me, in it. He mentioned that – Nikita, because he was talking to Nikita here. Let, let me get y'all prepared. Everybody out there who just doesn't know what happens, they're they're gonna these two Lex and Nikita are gonna be working into into like a program. And it, oh, Jesus Christ, that's all I can say about it. But anyway, Lex Lex tells Nikita he's a shell of his former self or a shadow of his former self in the promo. And I actually thought that was actually good because it's kind of true because he's not what he was. Even though he's a U.S. champion, when he had Ivan, wouldn't you agree, Harper? I would say so. He's yeah. he's. I would. Th- he's. I guess toned it down a bit since he turned Most face. Def- Most Petrov? definitely. Well, yeah. There's that part of it too. So, all right. Uh, let's 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 keep it moving then. So, because the the ending promo is freaking fantastic. We got Rick Tully. Dark Journey, Lex, and JJ all out there. Here it is. There's no doubt that these men, after what happened to Dusty, feel they're on a roll right now. The four horsemen along with the world champion Ric Flair and, of course, James J. Dillon. Can you believe it? JJ and I have been friends for years. And what does he do? He gives Tully Blanchard Dark Journey. Woo! And not me. Look at this. Show what you got. Oh, never let it be said that we don't monopolize the female population. Journey, you are hot for days. <laughs> Woo! If the Chicago honking animal are going to eat their hearts oh, out. Speaking of honking animal, where are they? Where are they? Huh? Where's Hawk? Huh? Where's Hawk? Oh, Hawk! Hawk! Oh, it's the package! Hey, Hawk! What's caused all this? Come on! Ah! Ah! Oh, the road warriors! The road warriors are real bad apples when we're not out here. But we come out here. Do it again. Show them. Come on, Nick. Oh! Woo! 
I hope the free birds are watching too. The fruit birds. See you tomorrow night, five o'clock, man. That's nice. The fucking fruit birds. Jesus Christ. Um, I thought that was excellent. Thought that was great. Thought it was fantastic. Rick out there acting like an ass. He's showing off Journey. He's mocking Hawk. He's doing his crab pose, most 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 muscular. It's just real good. Um, just really good stuff. So, uh, Hopper, what else you got from that closing promo? That's fucking perfect. And he's fucking dark Journey. She's beautiful for days. He's She's... mad at JJ, man. Why did you get her? Why'd you get Tully a, a bitch? Where's my bitch? I yeah, mean, I got yeah. Precious. And all the other bitches, but I need this bitch over here too. Why about you double A? Disrespect and call her a bitch, dude. They're all bitches and hoes, right? That's nice. Wow. That's really classy of you to say. I mean, seriously, come on, bro. Right, because we have something called a broad logic, which holds women in such high esteem. Yeah, it does. Okay. Jesus Christ! I thought this was great. Doc, any other thoughts before we give it a rating? I loved it, man. Harper, uh, Harper said it, but he couldn't see it, man. Rick's Rick was like jumping around Luger, looking at the muscles, saying that the he's so big that the Road Warriors were hiding in Luger's muscles. That shit was <laughs> great. You know, don't let Mike's down attitude like get you get all you Docaholics down out here. This episode was fucking top shelf, and if it weren't for Skype, so I mean. If I were y'all, I'd get mad at Skype and send them some hate mail. They need to get their shit together so we can bring this product to you. But this episode was top fucking shelf, dude. This is wrestling. This shit was fucking fantastic. There's no other way to say it, man. This was this was a really, really good episode. I'm 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 gonna give it another A plus. I thought it was fantastic. I don't know who I'm gonna give the Rolex to yet, but this shit's getting an A plus. Doc, what are you giving it? Man, I'm not going to lie. We're in at, what, 42 minutes on this show? Yeah. And everything that happened? And they showed that match with Rick and Dusty, and you got to see Dusty wrestle and Rick wrestle. I'm going A++. Yeah. So we can do A++ now? I'm confused. I can, and I just did. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, do you want to Hulk, rethink you... your rate? Do you want to rethink your rating now? Well, I mean, a plus is a plus. I'm I'm really confused, but whatever. Uh, Harper, what are you giving it? I gave it a fucking a plus. It's it it's so fucking short, man. And so I don't know. It seems like when it's short, they just stick to the good shit. Let me ask That's you guys. That's exactly this, what they do mm-hmm. every right, but here's, time. But here's the thing. There's, their good shit is so good that we haven't stuck a microphone in front of Arn Anderson's face in a damn near a month. Right. And where's uh, uh, Ivan? We haven't seen him on here. That's a good well, point, only, too. Two episodes, bro. It's, it's, when you only got 40 minutes of TV time to fill, it's real hard to get everybody out there. Yeah. Now, we did kind of see Arn, though. We saw Arn in, the, in that... The board meeting deal. The board meeting, yeah. And is Ole gone? Oh, yeah, that's true. Where the fuck's Ole at? Wait, I think so, maybe. I think uh, I think we're getting to that point. Yeah, it's end of May. Does 
Horner went off and won him some UWF gold, and Bob looks like he might be gone then. And oh, where's Ole? Ole's gone. Boy, that shit went quick, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's over. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like, shit just happened, and yeah. All right, so A-pluses, A-plus-pluses, and whatever else. Doc, who are you giving a Rolex to? There's a lot of candidates here, man. I ain't going to lie. This is, this is tough, but... I'm giving mine to Rick because Rick Rick's lying about where the horse men and when we get to the end of Bad Street and you're laying on the ground, you're gonna look up at us and ask what's causing all this. That's that's pretty special. Paul, who are you giving yours to? That's hard, man. Because you had Cornette too in fucking midnight. Yeah. Everybody, fuck. everybody, everybody's in. Everybody's in discussions now. Yeah, fuck, man. Uh, uh, I guess I'll give it to Rick too. Fuck. Well, I hate to agree, but yeah, I'm giving it to Rick as well. <laughs> Hard not to. You fucking copycat asshole. No I mean, shit. what do you want to do? I mean, I guess an argument. Why can is be the made black man always? Bird. Why is the black man always still in the white man's culture? You know, yeah, well, y'all can go fuck yourselves. How's that one sound? We should lighten up. He's in a bad mood. Skype failed him. His free service failed him tonight. So now he's going to be in a bad mood. He's probably going to, Sasha's going to call me. She's like, y'all's podcast ruined our entire cruise because Mike was a miserable bastard the whole time. Bruh, yeah, we got two more shows hell. to do before I leave. That's the bad part. Oh, yeah. You better get that mine. Are the kids going too? Fuck no. Kids are in uh, school. You gonna make another kid? Yeah, Bruh, That shit ain't happening. The cosmic fireball <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a plan. <laughs> sounds like a plan. Halbert, uh, this will air second week of September. You got yeah. some Wildcat stuff you need to mention, or what? October sixth, bro. The Revolution See? Rumble. What school is it at? That's we're going back to Meisler. Okay, how Our, can I watch it if I'm not in New Orleans? <laughs> Hopefully, it'll be on fucking Vimeo. <laughs> do, I just on, do I just go on Vimeo and wait for it to appear, or is there something I need to do once I get there? You just go on Vimeo, and then you give me your fucking credit card information, and you hit submit. And then I just wait for you guys to show up, or do I yeah. just something or I mean, I mean, you can watch one of the other shows I mean, we, oh. we got a fuckload of shit up there yeah yeah there there you go alright so uh, there you go that's this week's show a little, little bit this week's show is a little bit shorter than others you know this is uh, first off it's only a 42 minute show and we had to record back to back so there you have it this was Saturday night from May the 23rd 23rd 1987 i just want to remind everyone if you're not already a patron become one go to tinyurl.com slash patreon btt get access get access to all the world-class shows and all the other shows that are out there and uh you know pre-shows everything that we do that's not on the free feed the other thing i want you to remind uh, want to remind you of is the amazon referral link it's tinyurl.com slash btt amazon it is a great way to support this show on an ongoing basis Give it to the wives, girlfriends, and side pieces in your life. And there's that. Um, trying to think, man. Um, shout out to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing and Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. 
Every single Monday they do their show. You can catch them. Just search one of them, Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, and listen to ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett do their things, and Joe and Quinn on our vantage point, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, definitely more professional. Thanks, guys, for all your plugs. Uh, I don't have anything else. Doc, you got anything? Man, this audio's got you so down, I'm afraid you might go do the Von Erich thing. So, oh, uh, fuck. Just remember, get your whole complete face in front of the gun before you pull the trigger. Because I don't want you oh. to, like, pull it and then just lay there half dead and bleed out. That would suck. Right. If you're going to do I'll this consider. thing, commit to it. I'll definitely try to uh, make sure I commit to it in that way, shape, and form. So, all right, y'all. I ain't got nothing else for Doc and Harper. Harper, you know the drill. Hit the tagline. Book it, bitch.